This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with muck delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great, because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at nine ninety nine each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Leicester Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube and listen on your podcast platform. Oh, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes. Back of the net. It didn't happen in 49, 61, 63 or 69 when they reached the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered. Leicester City are FA Cup winners at last and are history makers at Wembley. A modern day football miracle. They have blown their rivals away. They have blown... That's all the way in truth. Premier League champions 2016. The amazing Leicester City.
Till I Die TV. Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. And now, here's your host. Right, Chris. All right there. How the devil are we all? Welcome along. It is Leicester Till I Die TV and it's a midweek match. So we got rid of those after last week, but um, it's another... If you can hold your excitement in, it's another end-of-season game, if you like. I mean, our season is over. We've got nothing to play for. Uh, Norwich, they 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 were down, obviously, a few weeks ago. They've got nothing to play for. I'm just wondering exactly how exciting this game is going to be. It's Lesser Till I Die TV. Find us on YouTube at Leicester TV. Please give us a subscribe um, and click that um, subscribe button, as you can see there, and uh, smash the lights and also the notification as well. And if you are listening to us on your favourite podcast platform, wherever that may be, thank you very much. It really does mean a lot. And, of course, we've got this as well. Yep, www.allthews.lestertillidie.com forward slash shop, and there's loads of Lester Till I Die merchandise. And if you become a gold member, <laughs> sounds extremely rude, but if you want to be a gold member, then um, you get five percent off your um, purchases. Just click and join the gold member and just quote it when you order so we can check it. John Wayne, good evening. How the devil are you, sir? Welcome along. Uh, Mike, how are you thinking about you, mate? I hope you, everything is okay at your end. Um, I, I didn't realize it was the premiere. I kind of got a little bit confused at the start, but, you know, I'm an old man. I'm easily confused. Uh, as it says there, um, everyone like, share and subscribe. Thank you very, very much, Mike. John says, um, new, new and long intro. No, it's the same intro. You've just never on at the start. That's what it is, John. Welcome along. And Spencer, good evening, sir. How the devil are you? Hope you are well. Um, and everybody's basically saying hello to everybody else in the chat. And talking of gold members, yeah, he's here, my own gold member. Greg, <laughs> good evening, sir. How are you? Good evening, Chris. I'm good, thanks. Hello, everyone. <laughs> um. Well, let's let's start with the with with the obvious. Is it's just going to be a boring game, isn't it? Um, well, it might be a fantastic game. Nothing to play for. Kick about down the park. Jumpers for goalposts. All that malarkey. You know, it could be a, a great opportunity to to uh, blood some of the youngsters. Give them some pitch time. I, you know, when there's things on on a game like we saw at the weekend. Um, you know, if, if one team's got more to play for than the other, then we can see how that can go. We were on the right side of that, don't forget. I think people have forgotten that. The level of performances that we turned in during the Great Escape against teams that didn't have anything to play for, mm -hmm. nobody could keep up with us. So when you're fighting for your life, you know, your performances go up a notch. Um, but with this one, 100%. you know, with, with this one, then 
everybody should be able to go out and play football you know from when you used used to be kids on the park and just go out and enjoy it so i'm, I'm hoping it's a good game yeah, and you were totally right there about the um, the Great Escape season. Um, I think Mike's calling you a silver fox there. <laughs> it's more of a gold member, to be honest with you, Mike. Let's stay, <laughs> let's stay with the, uh, the the silver fox. Question. Yeah, I thought you might prefer <laughs> that. Um, but yes, totally about the, the Great Escape uh, season. You are quite right. And I, and I did say, I actually, on Doug's channel, I actually went for a 2-1 to... Um, to Everton, if mm. only I'd stuck with that, I'd have got three points in the prediction league. <laughs> but I, I find it hard to predict against mm. my own team, so I ended up going for the yeah. draw. But I did say, will Everton want it more than us? Mm. You know, I mean, they, they'd only won once away all season and they're visiting Leicester. So it was kind of obvious what was going to happen. But I don't know what it's been with the performances because I've been saying for eight, oh no, wait till all the team are back, you know, when mm. it quoting um, the, the BBC reporter, you know, Judge Brendan when he's got all his team back. Well, he's got all his team back now. We've only really got Ndidi and Bertrand, but we're basically mm. Ndidi out. He's got all his team back, and we're still not putting in the performances. I mean, yes, Rome were very good, and mm. I saw your video you know, uh, um, uh, at the weekend and, and all you, what you've been saying, but <laughs> I know you... You're you're more optimistic about it than yeah. I am. Let's put it that way. But I just think, you know, whether it was Rome, I mean, we're not we're not this team that's just breaking through. Luke Thomas has had a couple of seasons. You know, all the youngsters they've had seasons. It's not that we're, you know it's the first game or anything like that. Mm. But it's just the manner of the performance. You know, we've all said you lose a game of football, it's football. Yeah. But it's the manner in which you lose. Now, okay, that might have been Roma would just do good for us on the day. And I know Matt Piper said, you know, sometimes players just don't turn up, you know, not on purpose. They just mm -hmm. have a bad day at the office. But we've been having so much, mm -hmm. so many, I mean, sorry. Yeah, I think, you know, as we've talked about before, there's a few reasons. I don't think he's he's sorted out that front line yet. And I think that's where there's been some issues, to be honest. Going back to the Roma game, I think we we do have to remember that I don't think any of those players, or very few of those players, will have ever played in an environment like that, in an atmosphere like that. And I think it took them a bit of time to um, to come to terms with it, to be honest. And by then, we were 1-0 down and, and Roma could play the game the way they wanted to play. Mm. There are some issues. There's definitely some issues, you know, the obvious one that we know about. But I don't think... I don't know if anybody saw the graphic that I put up on uh, on Twitter... I'll put it up a couple of times um, over the weekend, uh, which was Casper, uh, Casper uh, against Rome and the, the Tammy Abraham goal. And there was two graphics, one showing Casper's position just as the corner was taken and his proximity to Tammy Abraham's. And then when the ball reached Tammy Abraham's and where Casper was at that point, his initial movement was backwards. Mm. So there was a good six yards between the two players when the ball hits, uh, reaches Tammy. At the start, they were like three yards apart. If Casper holds his position, he commands that six-yard box. But his first movement was backwards. Um, and you can't react when you're moving backwards anyway. So that's yeah. something that I think people are starting to pick up on and starting to talk a little bit more about the lack of command 
that uh, that Casper is giving his defenders. And we've said this so many times before, not just this channel, everybody will say it, footballers, experts will always say it. If you've got a goalkeeper who's commanding his six-yard box, it makes the defender's job a lot easier. Keeper comes out, clears everybody up. Great. We don't have that at the moment. And it's a big thing that needs sorting out. He's a great shot stopper. But without commanding that box, we're always going to be in trouble. It is. And I, I, I read somewhere, and it was, I think it was The Guardian did a... I was just surprised at me reading The Guardian, but it was in The Guardian. I think the sports writer would go, like, Kasper Schmeichel, basically, is he all that, you know? Yeah. And we know he's got faults with his game, the kicking it out, the, you know, when he kicks it out, it goes out. And maybe that's why uh, Brendan's got him playing the short ball out, because at least then it get, should go to a Leicester player. But I just think if he if he stays where he is and um, Abraham's runs into him, mm. he gets the free kick. Yeah. Um, because you know you can't touch goalkeepers mm. these days, which stops the goal. Yeah. I, and I, I'm just wondering, and I'm with, we're possibly going to get this like with Vardy as well, are we sort of seeing these players now through blue-tinted spectacles a little bit? And, you know... I think a I think we are a little bit, and it's difficult mm. because you know they have been fantastic players yeah. for us. You know, yeah. you know, quite rightly will go down as legends of the club. But every player, you know, has a has a peak, and I think we've mm. got one or two who are just starting to come down the other side of that peak at the moment. And Casper, sadly, seems to be one of them. As I say, mm. fantastic shot stopper, but the modern day goalkeeper, you need more than that. And I'm not saying that we should get rid of him but i think he's being protected a little bit you know he seems he's he's played in most of the cup games as well mm. um i i don't know i mean there was talk earlier in the season that he want, he he was thinking of going you know we talk yeah. about uh yuri switching off as soon as he mentally made that decision that he was going as mm. casper done the same you know we don't know but it, it was mooted earlier that he he was making noises um, yeah. I mean, Mike so, says there, Casper yeah. Michael maybe needs to develop his footballing style. Um, in, you're, you're, you're my age, uh, uh, maybe I'm a, 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 you're a little bit younger, spring chicken maybe. But yeah, we had a we had a certain goalkeeper called Gordon Banks who yeah. had won not just an FA Cup, he'd actually gone and won a World Cup whilst yeah. at Leicester, and we sold him because of a young goalkeeper coming through. Now. Yeah. You know, maybe that, you know, we look at that and think, like, okay, we, I mean, to me, Danny Ward's a great goalkeeper. You yeah. Know, and I think he should be given his chance. And then you've got Iverson, mm-hmm. who for me, it, it, it appears to be doing well wherever he goes and that, that, you know, they want to keep him for another season, etc., on loan. Mm-hmm. But then he moves into that Danny Ward position. And we've obviously yeah. still got Yipokovic hanging about somewhere. <laughs> I don't know what he does, but well, he's like a bat in the in the, in the roof. <laughs> but you know, I mean, just looking now, Casper is—I don't know how old. It doesn't say on the on the bio, but you know, he, he's mid thirties at least, isn't he? Maybe, yeah. maybe we have to. And it's the same, let's say, with Jamie Vardy a little bit. Maybe there comes a time when we say we love these players, but. We've got to develop other I mean, Would Peter Shilton have been what he was? Well, he probably wouldn't have stayed, to be honest with you. I think it was no. almost a case of him or me. And yeah, it was a brave was. decision. And, you know, we've got a Wales international, 
you know, and people can say, well, it's Wales, etc. Mm. He plays bloody good for Wales. Um, you know, uh, I mean, Mike is obviously he's Welsh. Um, mm. Danny Ward is 10 times better with his feet than Casper from watching him for Wales, not just a few times, but in around 10 games. Danny Ward distributes the ball so well and starts the attack. So maybe, like I say, it's whether Brendan's got the balls to do that, really. That's it. You know what? I, I was thinking, um, I know we're not we're not going to do a team, but I was thinking of the, the team that I might put out tomorrow night. And I did think about it, to be honest with you, but and, I'll explain and, why not later. Yeah, and I mm. would um, I would give serious thought to giving Danny Ward a game tomorrow night. I know, I know Casper's been on this long run of unbroken games, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of it, it's the club. I've said this about a couple of players. You know, mm. I was saying it to uh, uh, to the, um, the the fan last week, uh, the Everton, um, to Elton, who was fantastic. If nobody, yeah. if, if people didn't see that Everton uh, preview, then please go back and have a look because uh, Elton Wellesby, uh, those of a certain age, will know him as being... Uh, the sort of anchor man of ITV for, for a few years, um, yeah. was on fantastic form. But we were yes. talking uh, on that about it's not about individuals, it's about what's best for the club. Yes, and indeed. yeah. people around there have to be strong enough to make the decisions that are right for the club. And I would like to see... Uh, there's two scenarios. For me, Danny Ward gets uh, some pitch time uh, between now and the end of the season. Or he's one of those that we sell to give Everson an opportunity to come through, mm. start being on the bench or whatever. I think he's been on loan long enough. Yeah, Danny Ward is someone who will command a decent fee, you know. And if we're looking to boost the coffers, he definitely need, deserves a chance with us. But again, he may be the one who gets sacrificed to bring some more money in to move would, Everson further would up. You the sacrifice. Schmeichel or, or, or Danny I don't, I don't think I don't think you're going to get any money for Schmeichel. And mm. At the level of where his contract is, I think he's got another year, maybe right. two. His age, for me, mm. you're not getting a big fee for him. I think you would at least recoup the money we spent uh, for Ward. Um, he still hasn't had the opportunity to lower his fee up from the back of the Euros when he played really well for Wales. So I think he yeah. would command a decent fee. And sometimes if you want to bring money in and you've got to see the bigger picture of we need to boost the, the, the funds because we know there's a serious rebuild, then for me, that may be somewhere we have to go. Fair point. And Barnes and um, Madison were being, again, the same point mm. is being made on a few um, back pages um, I know today. which one of those two I would keep, that's for sure. <laughs> go on then. Well, it wouldn't be Barnes. Yeah. I, you know, I think for me, Barnes needs to move. I think, and and it's it may be controversial with some people. It, Barnes needs to move for the sake of his career. I think mm. um, players do like that. I think only uh, Dwight McNeil is another one at Burnley. I think you you get to a point, and sometimes you've got to move to kickstart it. Um, Damari Gray had to do it. Um, yeah. You know whether he's got that long term at Everton, I don't know. But sometimes. You have to move on to uh, to give yourself a better opportunity of realizing players, your players reach the pick like with managers as well. Sometimes you know the fact the fact that a manager's been there ten years or a player's been with you ten years, there mm. comes a point when you can say, "Well, 
yeah, if I want to, if I want to change, you've got to you, you move for, to develop if you like uh, and improve. Uh, Spencer says there, do you think it's time to give Tillemans a rest? Yes, I would. I think he's been uh, he, he's played too much, but again, I want to come on to that in a second. Yeah. Uh, Terry, big up, Craig. Your post-match video from your car after the Everton game summed up the match beautifully. Yeah, cheers, you, sorry. you got a fan. Mike, uh, I read something that Ricardo is out for the season. Obviously, yeah. there's three games, to be honest with you. If somebody got sent off against Everton, we wouldn't have seen him for the rest of the season. Uh, LDH, good evening, sir. How the devil are Mike. you? Mike was saying then about Danny Ward. Um James Dunlop, good evening, sir. How are you? I'm very. I'm presuming you are very happy at the moment, being an Everton fan. Um, who? <laughs> David says uh, he's saying Mike. Uh, just they're just talking to themselves a bit. Scott, good evening, sir. How the devil are you? Welcome along and welcome to Static as well. Um, still going to uh, end up in uh, fourth stat. Let us know what you think. Uh, next, says, hit that button and subscribe. Yes, please, please do. Now, the reason I wasn't going to give a pick a team, A, it's been difficult all season, uh, and I might just throw you in on something else. I might yeah. ask you, and I forgot to ask you this in advance, one to watch from the other side, but we'll we'll maybe come on to that later if you've got any ideas. But, of course, this has been in the paper mm. a lot. Uh, well, say been in the paper. been in the Leicester Mercury. Leicester made blood youngsters in Premier League after excellent showings. Yeah. I mean, I remember saying when we got um, Brendan, when he signed from Celtic, we had him with about 10 games to go. Mm -hmm. And I think he learnt more about the squad of players he was inherited from those 10 games than any pre-season mm -hmm. match that he was, he was going to play, whoever it's against. You know, if you get a big name in, yes, it's great. The fans love it. And we'll probably have one again this season. We always do. But the chances are we're not expected to win. It's just the case we're seeing them at the stadium. And then if it's, you know, quite often, well, again, every season, there's one game where there's two games kicking off at the same time. It's half mm. a team and half a team on one. Waste of time. They are purely a fitness um, thing. Nothing else. Not Certainly not from the teams we play anyway. Mm. You know, no disrespect to them. For me, three games to go. Just get the youngsters in. They did all right against um, Watford in the FA Cup. Yeah. Give them a go for those three games and let's see what they've got. No, I, I agree. Uh, I, I mentioned something earlier. I think I, I wanted to see uh, Callum Wright play but because mm. um, he's had a fantastic uh, season on loan at, uh, at Ch uh, you know, Cheltenham. Mm. But I think, <laughs> as someone pointed out to me, that he's... He's not registered in the squad, and they they were thinking he's already twenty three, uh, which means he wouldn't come under uh, the age limit where he, he's a homegrown player to be able to play. So not sure he can. But the one pictured in the middle there, Sammy Braybrook has had a fantastic season under eighteens yeah. England captain. We saw little snippets of uh, Alves uh, against Watford, a thing who who looked like he had that cocky nature about him which we we like to see yeah uh young popov has been scoring a lot of goals a striker um Brunt, in the, in, Lewis Brunt. In, yeah in the team so hmm. definitely I'd, I'd like to see i don't think you'll go carte blanche and, and, and bring a lot of them in but one or two with maybe another couple on the bench um i i, I would definitely go down that route and uh i think it's right i'd be looking to to rest telemans and, and maybe give samara a a bit hmm. more of uh 
a forward-thinking role, to be honest, and see what he can do. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's talks of clear-outs. And to be honest with you, it, it's, you know, it's silly season for the press yeah. when it comes to, you know, again, we're going to end up with a five-a-side team if we believe everything we read in the paper. Yeah. But, you know, the, it, it's dead games. You know, the games that we're not going to go down. And, all right, we mm. might get a couple more million by finishing a place or two higher. But I think that's worth checking those players out because we've just mm. signed... Was it 15 of them gave them extended contracts yeah. or something? So there's a good good bunch there. We've got this training facility. Yes, let's use it, like they say. Let's just uh, let's just use it. Andrew says, um, when we lose to Norwich, they will just blame the youngsters. I don't, I don't care if we lose to if we lose to Norwich uh, and we'll say Chelsea and then Southampton. If the youngsters are playing, so what? They get in a bit of a it's the experience, isn't it, as well? And just being right around the squad. It is, but there's so much toxicity around Brendan at the moment that uh as I put on a piece, I was speaking to to Neil earlier on his um on his channel, um well uh, tweeting him. Um and saying that you know, you're either on one side of the fence or the other with with Brendan at the moment, and mm -hmm. either way, you will you will fit the narrative. So, if you're a Brendan in and uh, he gives the youngsters a chance and it doesn't work, then at least he's given the youngsters a chance. If he puts them in and you're on the Brendan out, it doesn't work, and we get beaten again. He's an absolute fool and doesn't know what he's doing. Um, so, for me, he, he's got to be strong enough. The Leicester fans have got to be strong enough to just stick it out. I, I, it's getting boring, to be honest, all this um, Brendan out for me. Uh, mm. You know, I think as you go through the season, you know, managers learn about players as we learn about players. We see who can cut it. We see who can't. But at that point, you're stuck with the squad you've got and you've got to make the most of it. So to say that he didn't re doesn't really deserve uh, a summer to try and rebuild, I think, is... Is a little bit harsh to be. Well, I think it's very harsh to be I, honest. No, I, I I agree with you. You know, I think as fans, we can criticise hmm. and say he's got that wrong. In our opinion, he's got that wrong in the game, or he's yeah. done that wrong, or why did he do that? And I've been very critical of him at times this season, as you well know. Hmm. But I don't think you can sack a manager on one bad season no. when. We're not in the relegation. We've never been in a relegation fight. We're not going to be in a relegation fight. And whether we finish 15th or 14th, who cares? And at the end of the day, we got into a European semi-final. Yeah. I mean, I think if we were if we were kicking around, um, you know, if we were going into the World Cup break next November and we were still kicking around 14th or 15th, then there may be a different question of to us. Of course. Um, yes. yes. But for now, as I said to Neil as well, I don't want us to become the new Watford. That as soon as a manager has a bad patch or, or or is below expectations, then we boot him out. And then the next one comes in and what do we do if he doesn't cut it? Boot him out and boot him out. For me, I think there's, there's very little um, uh, of uh, um, loyalty. You know, mm. we talked about it before. You know, even with David Moyes... Um, Man United fans were saying maybe we should have stuck with David Moyes. Yeah. Through everything that they went through. Even yeah. a club as big as Manchester United couldn't couldn't get the managerial appointment right because they kept having knee-jerk reactions because mm. nobody could live up to 
who was there before. And we're, yeah. we're getting to a similar point now that we've, we've had some good seasons. And as soon as you, you don't meet that again, then your head's on the chopping block, you know, um, I think it, it is a, it is a, a, a careful, careful what you wish, what you for, wish for. 110%. David, good evening. How are you? Yeah. He liked how you summed that up, Craig. Thanks, David. I, I, I as I say, I, I agree totally. We were allowed to be critical of a manager or hmm. players. We're fans. We have our opinions. It's why we do this. But, yeah. you know, getting rid of Brendan, you see, to me, every hmm. time you get rid of a manager, you're basically ripping up whatever plan you've got and starting hmm. again. Yeah. So Brendan's bringing these players through. So we let's say get another manager in, and who out there is any better? Hmm. Um, you get players then that he'll come in and go, I don't want him, and I don't, I don't like him, hmm. and I don't play that way, so he can go. And suddenly you started from scratch again. You yeah. Start- well, I said this before. You know, I think that the the modern football club now needs to look to how. Um, they run it on the continent where mm. the club has a style of football and yeah. uh, and the club has an identity, not the manager. And in the Premier League, it tends to be that it's the identity of the way that the manager likes to play, not the club. So therefore, yeah. when you change a manager, you change it. Man, you've changed the way they play four or five times. Spurs have gone through the same. You know, mm. and whether you like it or not, these are bigger clubs than Leicester City, but they struggle to get it right. And that's because they switch the identity of the way they play every time they bring a manager in, not saying, right, we're going to take some time. This is going to be the way that we play football. And then it becomes uh, when you want to change manager, you look for someone who fits that mould, not necessarily we'll just get the shiniest, brightest new manager and whatever he wants to do, whether he wants to play a different way, rip the team up, we allow him to do it. You can't do that if you want a sustainable football club. No, no. And, I mean, you know, I know they say about Watford, oh, you know, (laughs) that's how they do it in Italy. And in Italy, Mm. you know, they've got Italian owners. And I don't know if you watched Match of the Day on Saturday night, Mm. I think it was, or or one of the two two nights. And Alan Shearer was talking about Watford. So it was every, whatever day they played. It was a Saturday. Uh, and he said, you know, what club in their right mind sacks a manager when you sat in sort of 12th place with seven games gone into a season? Yeah. Watford. <laughs> and yeah. you've only got to look at what, you know, to, to them to see that it doesn't work always, always changing managers. Mm-hmm. And I think, as I've, I've said this many times, you look up football fan in the dictionary and it says fickle. And we all are. We all are. You know, you can sit there and go, oh, that, you know, yes, Perez is rubbish. We should be getting rid of him. And he'll get a couple of goals. And, have a, and he's, oh, he's, I knew he would come good. You know what I mean? So we, we are fickle. But as I say, yes. you're right, though. But just because we are, as it stands, Brendan in, doesn't mean that we agree with everything that he's done. No. No, you know, but that yeah. that's the way that it's it's portrayed almost that you know if if we don't want to get rid of him, then we buy into everything he says. But that's the modern world, isn't it? If you're not for something, that you're against it. You know, there is yeah. no middle ground, and I think there is middle ground. Anybody mm. who follows football for any period of time can see that we have had problems this season, and they're not all injury based. Mm. There has been some serious tactical errors. There's some serious things that we've not managed to 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 sort out, obviously, set pieces and the like. Mm. But you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. No, no, you, you know. don't. 
I I know people aren't always fans of it, but I was listening to um, Talk Sport this morning, um, Jim White and Simon Jordan. And (laughs) I do like Simon Jordan. He doesn't take any prisoners and he doesn't care if he upsets anybody. But I don't know if you heard it at all, but they were talking about about football being sort of a bit woke at the moment Mm -hmm. is that uh, that apparently the Tottenham Supporters Trust has come out and said that we shouldn't be singing to Liverpool have you signed on yet? Or, you know, have you got a job? And, and we're all going like, you know, what is happening with the world? And I think the football's so TV-based now and yeah. so many of our fans, I mean, it's like with the Man United, you know, we, we complain about Man United, but so many of their plans have only ever known success under Ferguson. They've grown up with that success. Yeah. And maybe a lot of our fans have grown up with us Winning the Premier League, getting to the quarterfinals of the uh, Champions League, winning the FA Cup, winning the um, uh, English Super Cup, <laughs> getting into Europe two seasons, mm. and the same. For we have to take stock that sometimes you do get a bad season. And like you say, if this time next season we're still where we are, then that's a different question. Yeah, you know that is a different question. You know, in, in any other business, you know, if you do something wrong at work. Your boss won't just come out and say, Craig, you made a real good ball's end sacked. Get out. He'll sit down with you. He'll talk to you, hopefully. I don't know your boss. But <laughs> I was going to say, hold on, so too. You never know. <laughs> no, you don't. But you know, you know what I'm getting yeah, at? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Talk you through it and they'll try to say, right, what's going wrong? And yeah. what can we do to help you and help you? So it's no different with, with, with football managers, but. You know, we're all we're all managers. That's the problem. There's thirty thousand managers in the stadium every week, isn't there? You know, there is. Yeah, um, that's our head-to-head against Norwich. Seven times we've played them in the Premier League. Uh, it feels like every well, it is every other season, isn't it? Let's be honest. Um, we've had four wins. They've had two, um, and we've had one draw between us. Uh, and that that is the form table going in, which doesn't. Doesn't look good, let's be honest with you, not gonna lie. Um, but Norwich, I always said that once a team gets relegated, they usually play with a bit of passion. Mm. I mean, I've got um I don't know if you you'll remember this game. Oops, um, the last game against Tottenham Hotspur at Filbert Street. Yeah, I've got that very program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we we'd gone down and we won that game. We did. Against the odds, but probably. Um, Piper. Norwich, <laughs> it's just not changed, have they? We, well, we're down, so what? You know, there's not that freedom. Whether they'll turn up at Leicester or not tomorrow, I don't know. I mean, what do you, what do you think of this Norwich side and the way they're um, at the moment? It's tricky, isn't it? Because uh, it hasn't really changed, you know. And uh, if ever if ever there was, um, ITM. Um, if ever there was a uh, an example of changing manager didn't change anything, that's it. You know, Norwich are it. Mm. Yes. Um, nothing's really changed. You can't really see a change of identity, which in some ways may be good based on what I was talking about, that they, mm. they, they still want to try and play football, but they, they just haven't got it. What they need is to stop coming straight back up. And I know that may sound stupid, yeah. But they probably need two or three seasons to gel a team together that is then capable of staying up. What they get is they go down, they change staff, um, mm. 
uh, and and then they get a team that's good enough to get up but never to stay here. So it's a bit of a, a cycle that they're in, and and I'm not sure how they break it. What you have to say is though, and probably Norwich fans don't like it, that the owners of that club have not put that club in danger. They haven't spent beyond their means. And sadly, that means that they have become a bit of a yo-yo club at the moment. But at the end of it, the club is the most important thing. And you've seen teams like Derby most recently who have tried to throw money at a situation and how badly that can affect them. You know, they, they almost went out of business, you know, and they're not the only club. Um, so oh, two words, Leeds United. Exactly. So to be mm-hmm. fair, to be fair to Norwich, mm-hmm. you know, they are suffering from running their club sensibly, unfortunately. And you could, I suppose, to some degree, almost put Watford in that and Fulham. And it'd be interesting to see if Fulham come up, if they mm. can stay up. Mm. Uh, Bournemouth, I don't think you can call them a yo-yo club because at the end of the Not day, no. you know, they, they came up and, well, I, you know, I live down here, so I'm, I'm like, welcome mm. back. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a game that I can get on the bus to go <laughs> and see it. Welcome back, Bournemouth. I was more happy than that than Leicester getting the semi-final of the uh, Conference League. But, yeah, I, I know, Toad, it, it is hard and... You, you, you know, you've got, you've got as, as Mike said there, you know, Berry. that's another prime example, yeah. you know. And you've got to be careful when these owners come in. Come in. And I was watching a, um, a YouTube show. I, I think I said I like watching these HITC7s, where mm-hmm. there's just sort of 20-minute vids on different yeah. things. And I think they did one on, on Portsmouth when Mandrich mm-hmm. sold out. And yeah. you don't know who you're getting in. And it's not Mandrich's fault, obviously, because, you know, he... he, he did it, and I presume, I presume that they either were checked at the time. But it was it's scary how things can go wrong. And when you look at Norwich, okay, they've got Delia Smith, but she isn't a Sheikh Mohammed or anything like that. <laughs> she hasn't got that sort of money to throw about. No, she can't be accused of cooking the books. That's for sure. Hey, I'm sorry. I've got to get it. I've got to get it out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So you're going to say so? You're not going to. No, you're, that, you're right though. But I can say, but that it's a difficult thing, is it? Because you have to try and temper the expectations of the fans mm. with making sure that there's a club still there for the fans to support. And yes. uh, you know, in this day and age, when you see the the richer clubs getting richer and just throwing money around willy nilly, it's hard to keep up. So you do need, you know, if those clubs. Uh, it may seem a false economy, but I think it. I think it's true that if Norwich can stay down for a couple of years, two or three seasons, build a proper structure, a proper team that then mm. comes up, because then you really need to stay in the Premier League two, three, four, five seasons to actually yeah. get your your club on an even keel. Yeah, you know yeah. we've seen teams that have done it. Palace now, Palace have been up for a few mm. years, starting to slowly increase the money they'll spend on players good manager in place now. They look a team that's going places, but that's not happened overnight. You know, they've managed yeah. to to do that on a fairly sensible footing. Uh, and I know they've come in for some criticism down the years in terms of not splashing the cash, but they've mm-hmm. done it slowly and surely. And eventually you get the right manager in with the right players and, and, and everything just clicks. Mm. I, I'll ask you this, and I don't mean this in the way that it might come across, but... Maybe we won the Premier League too soon. 
Um, I'm, I'm going to say not because I don't think we ever will again. No, so, no, no. I, 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 that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, totally I, I, yeah. I know, I know what you mean. I think it was just yeah. a, an anomaly, and we, it, it was that perfect alignment of everything that, that was, just happened. Yeah. But I think it, you know, we've talked about it before. It did raise expectations, mm-hmm. um, and then again, as I say now, you know, we've finished fifth, but the anti anti Rogers brigade sees that as bottling it. Uh, which okay, you could argue we did, but at the end of it, we still finished fifth in the Premier League for two consecutive seasons, which yes. is yeah. phenomenal, you know. So um, you know, it's not it's not the doom and gloom that that a lot of people want to paint. I've just noticed on on this one going back to um, two thousand and two, and I don't know if anybody can see it there, but the uh, the Tottenham Hotspur logo. Oh wow. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I didn't know they ever had a logo like that. But um, sorry, but a point that, uh, and and I'll go. I'll, I'll go off piece a little bit here um, because we were talking derby, and as Scott <laughs> said here, we may have to ground share with the Rams next season. Mm. Now, to be honest with you, I don't have a problem with that. Um, I hope most Leicester fans wouldn't be a case of, you know, looking for trouble every time that they, they play at home, you know, so to speak. But, you know, we've got to remember, we've been there. Mm. We, we've been out of business. Yeah. You know, we we nearly had to ground share with, with Tigers. Um, yeah. And the rivalry is with, um, with Derby. It's always there. They're an East Midlands club, so mm. obviously it's going to be the rivalry. I don't want to see them go out of business. I'm happy for them to go down to League League One. Yeah. Um, as it was with Coventry, etc. But I wouldn't want to see them go out of business because I know how I felt when I thought our club was going to do that. Yeah. At the end of it, we are we are all football fans and, and yes. at the end of it, you know, we all come together and we support our national teams. You know, we, we forget mm. club rivalries at that point. But I wouldn't have a problem with it at all. No, you know, as no. I say, one it gets them back on an even keel, uh, and they can, you know, build again, not a mm. problem. But also, it brings more money into our club as well. <laughs> it so does. It that does shouldn't indeed. be scoffed at, yeah. either. And well, the other choice for them is Nottingham Forest. So it's mm. yeah. <laughs> a bit like we're down yeah. in the deep blue sea. For I think they've been. Isn't it? I think the guy. I think. I think it's Chris Kirchner or whatever. I think he's been given a bit more time now and and, and protection. Mm. I think the uh, the looming shadow of um, of Mike Ashley has caused people to think. Okay, we'll give him a little bit more time to get it sorted. So uh, yes, yeah, we'll see how uh, that plays out. We wouldn't change the seat colours, I'm sure, and I'm sure they wouldn't change the uh, the strip. No, uh, strip no well, it'd be more revenue for the club, but no, I don't think the infrastructure yeah. of the club would change at all, or the ground. No, 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 not at all. And like I say. I'd say welcome, come here and get yourself. Like I say, because we've been there, and let's just say yeah. it wasn't it wasn't nice. Um, Mike says here, you know, yeah, Newport and Leicester have both been through administration issues. Yeah. So, like me, I would never want Cardiff to do well, but would would want them to never go out of business. Yeah. Sorry, I was struggling. I should have gone to Specsavers, Mike. Um, <laughs> it's true. We nearly went twice. Of course, it wasn't just the ones. Mm. It nearly went twice, but uh, anyway, moving on from Derby. And now, do you ever look at form tables, Craig? Um, I, I I do, but usually only when I put my losing bets on. 
<laughs> well, do you, I mean, you know, we could look at the past five, six, ten games, however much, but I think if you're going to do a form, you've got to look at the most recent table. <laughs> and unfortunately, when we do look at it, we see this. Uh, <laughs> Leicester City are in 16th place. Mm-hmm. Uh, with two points. I mean, you know, we, we man, you, mind you, having said that, Man United are in 15th, so Chelsea are in 12th. Yeah. Um, you can look, I mean, you look at these things and you can, for any stats, you know, Labour mm. can make one stat look bad and Conservatives can make one stat look good and vice versa. Uh, but it doesn't, it doesn't look particularly good, does it? It doesn't. It shows you. It shows you what an unpredictable league it is. And and I said yeah. this at, right at the start of the season. The Premier League is going to get harder and harder and harder because <laughs> most Sorry, teams are Mike, hanging around. Very funny. Sorry, mate. Yeah. <laughs> most teams are hanging around. It seems to be the same few teams that are going up and down at the moment. The majority of the teams are hanging around in the Premier League which means they get more and more money in, which means they can go and skim off the best players from around Europe. And it just becomes tougher and tougher. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I think this expectation that, you know, you, you can, any club, you know, outside of those that have limitless pots of money, that any club can guarantee consistent top 10 finishes is ridiculous, to be honest. I mean... Manchester City look like they've got Haaland. I mean, yeah. does there need to be sort of a cap on that? Because, you know, I, I asked this question uh, on another show I was on. And mm. are is the Premier League in danger of becoming like Scottish football? What crap? <laughs> well, yes, but two, two <laughs> no, teams. I, I, that, I, that was an obtuse comment. It was. I, I know what you mean. Um yeah. You could say the same for Spanish football, couldn't you? Really? Yeah. Or, oh no, that's indeed. changed a little bit. Football, you know, yeah. How did Poch um, manage to go to PSG? In fact, that was the that was the example I was using mm. last night on the European Review show. Mm. You know, Poch goes to PSV, and how can you lose when you're managing mm. PSV? But he yeah. managed to. Um, the short answer: I don't think so. Previously, because of what I've just said, that I think mm. I think it's going to get harder and harder because the rest of the teams are constantly improving. Um, so, you know, and players, I don't know, we're going through a cycle at the moment that players are happy to not play. Mm. You know, they're happy to somehow, you know, collect trophies without even playing. I'm not sure, is that, at the end of it, when you look back on on your Hall of Medals and you think, you know... You know, I didn't play in most of that. I, I did just mm. enough to get a medal. You know, I wonder if John Terry looks back on his Champions League medal with as much fondness as he does his others, knowing damn well that all he did was put his kit on in the stand and come out and get his medal. Um, I don't know. Um, but players can get good money at most clubs these days. So I think that gap, unless you're really greedy, mm. but for me, if you're a player, you want to play. So... And the, the, the more money that comes into the game, it means that the more clubs can pay wages that that can pick off. You know, the, there's big squads out there, and I would expect us to be looking around the, the edges of the Man City squad. 
of the of the Liverpool of the Chelsea squads, you know, to pick mm. up players who are very good and would be great for us, but are not getting enough football. Um, so I think it's going to get tougher. Uh, Haaland is an interesting one. Obviously, they've managed to uh, pick him up for a for a relatively small fee of like sixty million euros. So what you're talking probably not far off the money that uh, that Yuri would go for, you know, in, in the 40 million, you know, so 45, 50 million or whatever. But I think there's a big question mark over him because I could see him going to the likes of Man United. I could see him going to the likes of Liverpool where he has space to run into. That's when he looks like he's at his best. Is he going to be good with his back to goal, playing little intricate bits of football mm. that Man City want to play? I'm not sure. For me... The jury's out on that one, so it'll be interesting to uh, to see how that goes. But I think, backing up what you're saying, I think it was um, a few seasons ago when you noticed when like West Brom with Johnny Evans, and I think Man City mm. offered thirty million for him in January, yeah. and they didn't have to sell because yeah. they were earning that much themselves as a Premier League club, you know. Yeah. So it, it happens, but. If we go back back to the form, and let's just have a look at Leicester now. This is our form this season. So um, our home form, 17 we've played. We won eight. Um, mm. We drew four, lost five. And we, uh, well, we've scored more than we, we've let in. So it's not looking really too bad. But mm. if we look at Norwich, who obviously are away, um, then that... The scary thing here is that they've only won two games away from home. Um, hashtag Everton one game. <laughs> I can just see what's going to happen here. They're minus 27 goal difference just on mm. their away form. I'd, 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 but then again, like you say, do we, is it, is it, does it matter? Is it really a game that, that, that people are bothered about? I think it matters. I think it, it does matter. Um, in the bigger scheme of things, it doesn't. But I, I think in terms of the narrative that's going around at the moment, it matters. And I think they will, you know, we I will am. want to be finishing um, uh, in the top half of the table. I, I think that's got to be the aim at the moment. Um, going back to Everton and, 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 and comparing it to this game, don't forget that was an Everton team that had just beaten Chelsea who have been in the top three all the time, but people seem to forget that bit. Um, so they had something to play for. They had that. You know, and a fantastic backing from their fans. Um, Everton fans were great again. Yes. I'm not yes. sure there's going to be that level of backing for Norwich on a Wednesday night coming across <laughs> the A47 or whatever it is. Um, I, I can't see it. So it does matter. Um, it will matter more if we lose, that's for sure. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it will. But I mean, personally, so let we, we talked about the youngsters. Do you go for mixing, the, you know, a few youngsters in? I mean, that's the way I would go. To be honest with you, would you would you do the same? Um, I'm not sure. I I, I, I may give one. One, two maximum. Again, I, I was I was thinking of the team in my own head. I think there's some. Um, no, I agree with you out there. As I say, we we, we want to finish top half. Um, 
I think there's still some fringe players who need pitch time as well. You know, Samari's been disappointing this season, so I'd like to see him in there um, and see how he can do it. I think Tielemans and Dewsbury Hall, to be honest, both need a rest. They don't need a rest because mm. it's almost the end of the season. But for me, Dewsbury Hall looks like he's out on his legs at the moment. Yes. Um, yeah. He will give everything he's got, but he just looks tired. And I think a lot of that is that we've got, we've got a, we've, apart from Dewsbury Hall, I don't think we've got anybody across the middle of that park who has an engine, who really works hard. Lookman does in patches, mm. but other people, you know, we, we're praising all Brighton, but at the end of it, he can't do it at the level that we need a midfielder to do it. Harvey Barnes can't do it, doesn't mm. do it. I don't know if he's got it anymore, whether it's just an attitude. You look at the successful teams and how much pitch they cover. For me, that's the big issue that he needs to sort out. Yes, we've got some talented footballers, but we don't have pitch coverage. We don't have athletes. Um, Tamari doesn't look like an athlete to me, so it'll be interesting. As I say, I want to see him mm. get some pitch time, see if he can build up uh, yeah. some stamina and see what he looks like. Um at those at this level, um, yeah. So I think those kind of fringe players need some time as well. But yeah, there's definitely one or two youngsters who should at least be on the bench. Yeah. Key points from Brendan's um, press conference: James Madison and James Justin will be available, mm-hmm. but Ricardo Piero won't be in the squad. Yeah, we, we, I think we, he's we done. Discuss that. Roger Stale is determined to get a result against Norwich and finish the season as strongly as we can. He added that his side must defend properly and need to keep a clean sheet. I mean, you could almost copy and paste that from the start of the season, couldn't you? You can, but I do think, I do think, you know, we do look at the back line, but I don't think they've particularly had a lot of protection. Even if you had Indeedy in there, you're not getting a lot of protection from Albright. You're not getting a lot of protection from uh, Madison. You're not getting a lot of protection from Tielemans because none of them, none of them have an engine. You know, mm-hmm. I, 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 I'd argue with anybody that all Brighton, Barnes, and Tieleman have the necessary engine capacity to play as a Premier League midfielder, yeah. all from what you want, and you need that. You know, if you're going to play a pressing game, you've got to have it in. You've got to have energy. You know, Man City can do it because they've got a big squad and they can play for 60 minutes full out and they bring somebody else on. Liverpool. Liverpool's midfield, take um, take Thiago out of that. Henderson, Fabinho, um, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Milner. These players don't have a lot of ability. They don't have as much ability as we have. Take Milner out of that. But they have engines. They can mm. get around the pitch and they do all the dirty work, which allows the players up front to just stay up front. They haven't got to be tracking back. You don't yeah. see Salah tracking back, you know, because those midfield players are just doing the job. They're not being particularly creative, but they close down pressure. They win the ball back high up the pitch. We don't have those players. We don't have that pitch coverage, which means we get more and more waves of attacks against us and we've conceded goals. We have, we have. And he then went on to say on the top half aim, he said the expectations have increased and that means the disappointment increases. Mm-hmm. I always have the bigger picture of where we're at. It's important to finish as high as we can and take confidence into pre-season. 
it is. But like I say, I think we've also got to remember, and like I said, it's are you a glass half full or are you a glass half empty person? Straight after the Roma match, very much a glass half empty. Mm-hmm. But looking back on it, there's a lot of teams that would have liked to have got into a European semi-final. <laughs> and and we did it. And then he says on conceding goals from set pieces. Ah, now then he says it has been a, it has been an issue all season. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Well <laughs> Something we don't know. Um, adding a lot of it boils down to the courage in the team to get first contact. We will be better next year once we've had the summer. We have very limited time to work on. We've had very limited time to work on it, so it can be difficult. I guess because of the number of players that have been out and coming back and some come back, then others go out. And we have had Europe to contend with as well. Exactly. We've, we've had, for a long time, we've we've had two games a week. Yes. You know, all you get is in between those games, you just get recovery time. You don't get a lot of, of working on this, that and the other. Mm. Um, you know, it could be that, you know, it's almost building up to a perfect storm for next season because... Brendan said we need a refresh. Hopefully he gets the time. There'll be some money coming in from the sale of Tielemans, maybe one or two others. We won't have European football, so we'll just be playing the normal games. We won't have these silly Thursday Sundays. Um, So next season, I think there will be no excuses. Mm. There can't be any excuses. You'll have had all the summer to work on this. You'll have got the players in that you've identified during this season who are not good enough. He's saying all the right things, which I like. I'm going to say, if if he wasn't seeing these things, then I'd be worried. So now he needs to put it into practice and have a really strong first half of the season. Yeah. I mean, Terry says we need a a tall guy up front. He said earlier about a tall guy at the back. Do we give Vestergaard a a few games to run out, see what he's uh, made of? Um, I I was listening to Talk Sport again earlier, the joy of being at home. And you know they were actually saying they were talking about Southampton and um, mm. and Ralph getting booed etc. And they're saying like, what can he do? Because the 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 way that club is run is they bring the young players through, and then as soon as they're good, they sell them. That's how mm-hmm. they compete. And they said, oh, and they've lost. They have lost two good defenders, Investigard and Bertrand. Or Bertrand, his French cousin, of course. Um, that did make me smile, I've got to say. But, yeah, let's give him a run out because he's not had a decent or a chance to prove himself mm. because he's he's been coming into a team that was so fractured at the back. I, I would say, for me, Vestergaard is a, is a, a centre-half who can play in a three. I, I wouldn't trust mm. him in a four... Not because he's not good on the ball, but he doesn't fit anything that Brendan has talked about in terms of the levels of aggression and the desire to get first contact on a ball. He doesn't bring that. For his size, he's really disappointing. I don't think I've seen anybody that tall as disappointing since we had Ian Ormondroyd, to be honest. Mm. Um, so, so for me, he can play in a three because that allows him to come out. The same way we saw Fafana when he played a three against Everton, Fafana had carte blanche, really, to bring the ball out because the other two would fill in beside him. So I think if you were doing that, if he was playing in a three, then I could see Vestergaard playing, but not in a two. No, but then that's an option we've got with him yeah. if that's how Brendan decides yeah. to go, you know. Um, talk and I agreed with along, you. Mate. I know how the shock. devil are you? Um, sorry, Craig. 
I was just telling Ant that I actually agreed oh, with him there about playing him in a three. He'll be as shocked as I am. Well, I'm surprised that anybody argues with you. You know, little Craig, the, you know, everybody's oh, favourite granddad. I'm becoming, I'm becoming <laughs> a minority of the voice, I feel. <laughs> um, Talk, thank you very much for all you've been doing for me. Welcome along. Talk has got a new channel out, by the way, guys. It's Football versus Cancer. Uh, it's not in the description for, at the moment because um, and it was too late. But in future um, shows, it were the, the links will be in in the chat below. It's on face. It's on Twitter. Facebook football versus cancer. It's also on YouTube, and it's all about male cancer. And uh, it was raising money for the charity. So if you Fantastic. haven't yet, do get over to football versus cancer YouTube channel and make sure you give it a subscribe and talk. Is uh, I know he's the Man United fan, but he's really nice. And uh, get over there and give him some support. Uh, everyone was getting excited because within five, well, after three minutes, uh, Aston Villa were in the lead, 1 0. And then after six minutes, Liverpool have drawn level 1 1. Uh, a must win, I think, for for um, for, for Liverpool tonight. Oh, anyway, that 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 to be Liverpool, that to be Liverpool. Um, I just wanted, I mean, I don't know. We, we we have our fair share of sort of bad refs, don't we? <laughs> um, yeah, you could say that. Yeah, this is who we've got tomorrow, and I must admit, I was I was feeling okay because I don't really know Simon Hooper. He doesn't stick out to me as anybody mm. that would be that's particularly bad. And then I got down to the fourth official, <laughs> John. I, I mean, Jonathan Moss went up in my estimation um, earlier th this year when I. Um, discovered that he has a a vinyl. Uh, he has a record shop in Leeds. Uh, Is he? <laughs> and it's, it's called the Vinyl Whistle, uh, and apparently he was um, he was in Leeds as a student or whatever. And uh, yeah, he, he owns a record shop in in Leeds. So um, fair play to him uh, for that. But um, yeah, I mean Simon Hooper. Uh, Simon Hooper has the body shape that he could be the new Jonathan Moss. To be honest. <laughs> that, that bad eh? <laughs> but uh, we'll have a look at just uh some um not a lot of people know that um things here um leicester city striker jamie vardy has been involved in 21 goals in his last 14 premier league appearances against promoted sides scoring 14 and assisting in a further seven you know we talked about schmeichel earlier yeah and is it is it the time to do a Gordon Banks and what have you? I'm not saying we should get rid of him, but again, these last three games mm. has it. I mean, I I always said that Jamie Vardy. I would love to see him be, becoming our super sub, our David Fairclough, if you like, coming on for the last twenty minutes. You know, because yeah. you know when he's unable to play the full ninety, and we've had the problem that we. When he does play, we don't get the ball to him. So, no. you know, what's, what's the point of, of having having these strikers on? But no. I just wonder whether we should start getting ready for life without him, as in 90 minutes, week in, week out. And yeah. again, is this a good opportunity for Brendan to try something different up front? Or has he well, tried it and it hasn't really been, been great? Well, I think it was interesting um, that he, he did it for the second half against Roma and he did it against Everton, that he switched the formation to three centre-backs centre with wing-backs, um, which allowed him to play two up front. 
Mm. So, um, so I think that's benefited Dakar. I think it benefited uh, Inacho. And if you look at the uh, up to Everton scoring in that game, we probably created more chances in the first ten minutes of a game against Everton than we had done for a long, long time. Yeah. You know, Pickford was beaten, and there was a clearance off the line by uh, by uh, Yerimina. Uh, we had two or three opportunities where Pickford, Pickford made good saves, and I think it's easy to forget those bits because mm. at the end of it, we didn't get the goals. If we'd have come up against uh, an average keeper against Everton, we'd have probably won that game, but we didn't. Mm. Um, so he has gone back to that, and I think in that formation, the. Um, the, the, the three centre-halves with wing-backs allows him to play the two because he gets his width from the wing-backs and he's not relying on a front three where the, the, the middle guy becomes isolated. Um, so that works. So I'd like to, to see him continue that with two, whether that's Dakar, you know, a combination of Dakar, Ian Acho or Vardy. But I think you're right in that um, Vardy's going to be uh, a more of a bit part player, whether it's starting and running himself into the ground, or whether it is coming yeah, on late when yeah. defenders are, are, are being tired, tired out. But I, yeah. I think I think we're definitely seeing that that point of Vardy's career now. I think yeah, it's come. I think a bit earlier than most people. I thought next season, but you know it would be his last. But I think just think with his injuries now, he's taking I think so the injuries long. Are catching up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Terry said there thought we had a life without Vardy for most of the year. We kind of we have, but mm. we've always had that. Vardy's going to be back. Yeah, he's going to be back, and <coughs> we, we can't always re- rely on that. And says then, I totally agree about uh, um, the is it George Hurst on loan yeah. at Portsmouth. Uh, it is a big step up, but you know, look at Barnes when he came back from West Brom, and I know it's Portsmouth, and look at KDH when he came after a season at Luton. Mm. Throw them in, and they'll either sink or they'll swim. Yeah, the difficulty with that is that, you know, if you're going to play somebody like Hurst, you've got to play to his strengths. You can't say we're going to put Hurst in and we want him to play like Dakar or we want him to play like Vardy. And then when he can't or doesn't, then everybody's saying that he's no good. You know, you've got to be clever enough to know the strengths of your players and then play to yes. them. Yes. I think I think Ante is having a little, uh, uh, starting up a little anti anti Mings. Uh, group on the side in the chat. Oh, I, I'm say, happy to take part in that. Yeah, he's not Ming's greatest fan by the look of it. Norwich are winless in the last 15 Premier League away matches this season. Yeah, well, that's going to end, isn't it? <laughs> uh, against sides who were in the division last term. Their two away wins this season have come at Brentford and Watford, both of whom were promoted alongside the Canaries. Mm. Well, if anybody, like you say, with, with, with Everton, if anybody wants to end a bad run, just come and play Leicester. <laughs> we, uh, Leicester are beaten in all three of their Premier League home meetings with Norwich City. Now, these matches reduced just four goals scored in total. Wow. We're looking for a goal fest then, aren't we? I can see I can see a, a match of the day last match coming up here. Yeah. Um, and uh, not a lot of people know this either. Norwich lost the reverse fixture against Leicester 2-1 back in August. Only in one of the last seven Premier campaigns in which the sides have met have the Canaries lost both league games against the Foxes in 15 and 16. And we we know we know what happened. We know what happened then. Um, feeling confident? Yes. Yeah. You know. You know me. I'm. I'm. 
I'm I'm the glass half full. I am I am a positive soul most of the time. So yeah, I'm feeling confident about this one. Uh, uh, I think everybody everybody would have felt the um, the disappointment of the of the weekend mm. players manager. I just hope that we have a strong start and the crowd get behind the team and uh, uh, and we have a great performance. But no, I'm, I'm positive that we'll get a decent result. Yeah, and like you say, we have to take it as part of the long term structure. Yeah, you know. sometimes you have to take one step back to have two forward, don't you? You do. I, I honestly don't believe we'd necessarily be where we are now if we had gone down that se- if we hadn't gone down to League One that season. Yeah, you know, you could say, well, you know, we would have stuck with Ollie, um, but then Ollie took Blackpool up. But I think I think Leicester at that point were sort of. <laughs> we were just waiting for the, uh, the vicar to come and pronounce us dead, weren't we? Really, <laughs> we were. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it's when decisions are forced on you that you you find the right path. Yes, yeah. Southampton stayed up at our expense and sacked Pearson. Hmm. Yes. Oh, yes. Score predictions. Let's have a think about score predictions yeah. now. Um, interesting because last week we had a bit of a mixed bag. And I have to be honest with you, Jerry Taggart is doing a bit of a Man City in this at the moment. <laughs> that he's, yeah, I'm, I'm very much in Norwich City this season. <laughs> so for Leicester to win every game did we quite well last season. This season mm. it really has buggered me up. Uh, Ian Wilson, now I don't know what the drink up there in Scotland, but my God, I'm going to get some of it. He's gone Leicester 4 and um, Norwich nil. Uh, Steve Linitz has gone 1 0 to, to Leicester. Tags has gone 2 0 to Leicester. Walsh has gone, Steve Walsh has gone 3 0 to Leicester. Ian Marshall, who was the only one that got it spot on last week, but let's say he is a bit of an Evertonian, he's gone 2 1 to Leicester. And me, just in the process of want to be indifferent and hopefully I get three points, but also thinking that if you know, if Rogers does put a couple of the youth players out, we may sort of you know. Well, we 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 were going to concede a goal, aren't we? We know that. So I've gone mm. for two one. I've gone for uh, two one. Fair enough. Um, but Craig, and I'm going to have to include you in this next season, make it a bit interesting. Yes, I think you should. Yeah. Yes. So I can. So even if it's just me um, keeping you off the bottom, <laughs> you're going nowhere near my bottom, yeah. young man. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go four um, one. Wow. Yeah. We we concede to a pookie penalty. Well, that I can, or or even a, a Norwich corner. Well, you never know. <laughs> where's, where's the four goals coming from? I've got to ask you that. Uh, I think I think he's going to play with. Um, I think he's going to play with a back three. We're going to have rampaging wing backs. We're going to have two up front. We're going to have Madison coming back, wanting to put one over on his old club, um, score a couple, but not celebrate. It's going to be a it's going to be a fantastic evening, Chris. Even the Everton fan is saying that we're going to beat them. <laughs> Cheers, James. I'm going to end on this one. Um, no, I mean I agree with Ant. I can't see a clean sheet. I haven't been able to see a clean sheet all yeah. season, to be honest with you. And when we have it, I've, I've died a mm. shock. But this, they're saying this big clear out, and and Brendan said this. Um, It'll be backed by the club for the summer transfer window, but there's not masses of money. And we've got to accept that he's 
we we know the owners of you know with the business they're in they've had it worse than you know people have still had to buy oil you know and companies yeah. people haven't been going on holidays it's been as, as simple as that but he said this is where the club are brilliant he said we know what we've created and we're very focused on what we need over the summer you want to keep your core players but you want to add quality and we have profiles we want to improve uh, we don't have masses of money, but we want to bring in players who can adapt to how we work. Players that are aggressive and players like that. There are players like that out there. I mean, we know Tillemans is going. Yeah. Is it too soon? I mean, I know we were saying about a big clear out in the summer, but then maybe I know that could have been a reaction to the, the, the way we were playing at the time. Does... I'm just worried that we're gonna. This team's gonna be ripped apart, and we're back to starting again. And mm. we might you know, have a tenth or twelfth next season before we start. Because a lot of other clubs are, are in the same position as us. They're sort of getting. But Arsenal and Spurs are back. West mm-hmm. Ham and 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 Wolves are sort of up there. Brighton are, are going to probably have another good season next season to keep hold of Potter. Mm. And, and the same with Palace. So there's a lot going for that little market that we were in on our own yeah. for a while but like i say the question is is this team going to get ripped apart i don't i don't think it'll get ripped apart i think there'll be some fine tuning and i think i think what brendan's found this year is that um footballing ability isn't enough um it's about character and i think he'll be looking at players with character and desire just as much as um ability you know there are aggressive players out there you know smalling was very aggressive i would say mm. in in the two games for roma you know i don't know how much did roma pay for him from man united i'm not sure not a lot um mm. but in you know in the right team he's uh, he's progressed he's had a fantastic season mm. so i think i i think he's right when he's talking about the type of characters and the profiles that he's looking for it's about character, desire, physicality, allied to ability. But at the end of it, the character, as we talked about with uh, with Liverpool, the core of that team, the core of that midfield, don't have a lot of ability, I wouldn't say, on the ball, but they do a bloody lot of hard work uh, and they allow the rest of the players to play. Um, yeah. And the people at the back, Canate, that they, they, they bought as... as physically aggressive as well. There are people out there, there are players out there, and the Premier League is wealthy enough um, to, to offer good money for uh, uh, for wages for a lot of these players. So it's good to hear that it's about the profile of the player. And uh, I'm, I'm quite excited about what we may bring in, to be honest. Yeah, yeah definitely. And uh, Terry said there, so what's the excuses for last year's poor signings? I mean, I think it came from Rob Tanner, so it's actually quite a reliable source that, you know, Vestergaard, Bertrand, these were Rogers signings, mm. not the club's, you know, scouting system signings. Mm. Um, I mean, I don't know how much of that is true, mm. but I would imagine that the the, the club, are, having had so much success on it for, you know, the, the recent, you know, in recent history, they're not going to let that disappear, are they? Mm. No, and as I say, and I said this to 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 Ant and Neil previously that you know one thing that won't happen is that whatever needs to be done, the owners of the club will do it. 
you know they won't allow themselves to be derailed and we also have to think of you know yes they, they've spent a hell of a lot of money on that training ground you know you're going to see that uh, benefit you're not going to that's not an instant fix is it that's no. over a number of years we've got the money for the development of the ground you know all of these things happen spurs went through it you know spurs have had um a couple of you know not brilliant years but look at the fantastic stadium that they've got you can't have it all all at the same time no. you know so no. we're doing work now we've done the training uh, ground next up is the stadium and everything that's surrounding it you know there's a there's a longer term plan than just knee jerk reactions to sacking managers going on here um and you need someone who's going to be at, at the at the middle of that and going back to that last point the excuse for the signings this year it it goes to what i just said though I think what he's found out that is footballing ability alone isn't enough. You need a bit more character, a bit more desire. Vestergaard's a good footballer. Ryan Bertrand's a good footballer. Samari is a decent footballer. What they haven't shown is character and desire. And I think that's what he's looking for in the new signings. Yeah, yeah. Craig, as always, it's been a pleasure for you, I'm sure. (laughs) <laughs> but no, it's been a pleasure to have you on. Thank you very much, as always. Uh, I will see you again on Thursday evening when we've got um, the Big Fat Football Quiz. We have indeed. It Aston returns. Villa. And this was, I think, it's going to be the last one this season, which is going mm. to be Aston Villa. So a bit of a, a local derby there. So I hope mm. you made the questions really, really hard. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, uh, thank you very much. Uh, stay in the chat afterwards because I'll have, have a very, yeah. very quick word with you afterwards. But thanks so much, Craig. All the best. You're mate. welcome. I'll see you on Thursday evening. And have a good uh, time and bring three points back from the King Power tomorrow night. Cheers, mate. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks to Craig there, our wise old owl. And thank you very much, mate. Means a lot. Cheers. Appreciate that. Um, tomorrow, I'm going to be back. Um, what about my quiz? You, you, I've <laughs> to be honest with you, Mike, you did say the other day you were taking a step back. So we've kind of we've we've moved on from that. Uh we are going to be doing something else for the new year, which I'll have a word with you. If you message me on Twitter, I'll have a word with you. But that has kind of I kind of moved on because of what you had said yourself uh on that one. Uh cheers, Mike. Appreciate that. Thank you very much. Tomorrow night, 7:15, it's the watch along. Um, myself and Josh. Hopefully, we'll have something to talk about. <laughs> Fingers crossed. And uh, nine o'clock in about 35 minutes, we are going to be having the old uh, prediction show. Steve Linux, the ex winger, is going to be joining us. And um, I've not been having a few good weeks on the old prediction side. So, fingers crossed, I might do a bit better this week. John, thanks very much, mate. Um, cheers very much. And, uh, yeah, cheers, Mike. Yeah, well, so message me. I have got an idea moving forward if you want to get involved. Thanks very much, guys. Like I can say I'm going to be back at 9 o'clock with uh, Brad and Steve. Don't forget, uh, Football versus Cancer, get over there, give them a subscribe. And if you haven't already, please do that on uh, on my channel. Give me a subscribe. Um, just a few off 1.2 subscribers. So if you can uh, get me up there, that would be great. Thank you for watching, and of course, thank you for listening if you have been doing so on your favourite podcast platform. And if you've got a smart speaker, just say to it, please play the podcast at Leicester Till I Die, and it will do just what you want it to do. 
Good night. See you in half an hour. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.